to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. The rage brought every aspect of my being into sharper focus. I could even feel the elasticity of my shield more exactly now. Feel that it was not a band so much as a layer, a thin film that covered me from head to toe. With the anger rippling through my body, I had a better sense of it, a tighter hold on it. I stretched it around myself, out from myself, swaddling Renesmee completely inside it, just in case Kate got past my guard. Kate took another calculated step forward, and a vicious snarl ripped up my throat and through my clenched teeth. Be careful, Kate, Edward cautioned. Kate took another step and then made a mistake even someone as inexpert as I could recognize. Just a short leap away from me, she looked away, turning her attention from me to Edward. Renesmee was secure on my back. I coiled to spring. Can you hear anything from Nessie? Kate asked him, her voice calm and easy. Edward darted into the space between us, blocking my line to Kate. No, nothing at all, he answered. Now give Bella some space to calm down, Kate. You shouldn't goad her like that. I know she doesn't seem her age, but she's only a few months old. We don't have time to do this gently, Edward. We're going to have to push her. We only have a few weeks, and she's got the potential to... Back off for a minute, Kate. Kate frowned, but took Edward's warning more seriously than she'd taken mine. Renesmee's hand was on my neck. She was remembering Kate's attack, showing me that no harm was meant, that Daddy was in on it. That did not pacify me. The spectrum of light I saw still seemed tainted with crimson, but I was in better control of myself, and I could see the wisdom of Kate's words. The anger helped me. I would learn faster under pressure. That didn't mean I liked it. 
Good hello, everyone. Good hello. This is Marin. This is Emily. This is Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. And on this episode of Remember Twilight, Emily and I are going to be talking about Breaking Dawn, Chapter 32, Company. Yeah. Like the Broadway musical um, by Sondheim? No? <laughs> Just because I'm unfamiliar doesn't mean we can't talk about it. I think it, I mean, think of it. Think of how many people are just showing up, putting on a show. This feels like a Broadway musical a little bit. Just this, uh, this, this chapter. All I want is for Twilight the Musical. <laughs> Somebody please, please, we're begging you. I'm literally begging. <laughs> okay, to catch you guys all up, last week, everyone was astounded and shocked to learn that Bella is a shield? What? <laughs> Crazy. Eliezer was like, duh. Hello. <laughs> you guys are all dumb as heck. Didn't you guys live with the Volturi for hundreds of years? Ugh. Please. And we also maybe are starting to realize that the Volturi are up to no good. <laughs> the one thing Bella has been trying to tell everybody. Yes. <laughs> the Volturi are evil. <laughs> all their plans are evil. Their clothes are cute. <laughs> <laughs> their hair and makeup always look so good <laughs> their castle is kind of pretty oh my god are they the kardashians <laughs> uh did everybody see courtney's wedding dress because oh, <laughs> it has been forefront in my mind since yesterday what a moment what that fail is <laughs> it is quite the moment yes uh, we ended last chapter with getting some more people at the house. And so restarts the uh, bewitching process. <laughs> uh, Bella says that the Cullen's enormous house has so many people in it that it would be a problem except for the fact that none of them need to sleep. Well, I don't think any of them have to sit down either. So I don't know why it's that big of a problem. Mm -hmm. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> they all just stand perfectly still all the time, all day long. No biggie. No one gets uncomfortable. So what's the problem, Bella? I don't, nothing. <laughs> uh, the only thing that has been a little concerning is mealtimes. Uh, <laughs> they have to rotate when they go out and hunt. And luckily, everyone who's come over to the house is like, don't worry, we'll go out of state to eat. My only thoughts about this because it feels weird is that they only have to be there for like a few weeks until the Volturi get there for some reason. Why why they all can't just go to Italy is beyond me, whatever. But they're they're there at the Colons for a few weeks at most. And yet we're having to coordinate meal times. I've I seem to remember that the Colons have gone many days slash possibly even weeks without eating before. Yeah. Is this like they just don't want them to get too hungry so they just go crazy at any like forks citizen? I mean, that might be a possibility. Also, I remember the more blood, the stronger you are. So maybe oh, okay. they're, tanking they're up. just getting ready for Kay. any potential thing <laughs> that okay. happens. They're going to get sloshy. Yeah. They got to really fill up. <laughs> okay, okay. I like it. Jacob can't be 
believed of this. He's like, the whole reason we exist is so that people do not die. And yet here I am just having to sit and let it, all these vampires go kill people. Uh, but Bella's like, it's okay, though. They'd be killing people no matter where they are. <laughs> I mean, I kind of am like, yeah, Jake. It's gross. But then I, I feel guilty agreeing with Jacob about something. <laughs> Bella, though, is kind of amazed by all of the vampires' reactions to Jacob, and I just love this description. (laughs) It says that Jacob seemed more or less invisible to them. Not quite a person, but also not food either. (laughs) They treated him the way that people who are not animal lovers treat the pets of their friends. (laughs) This is what Emily's been trying to um, put into words for years. Yes. <laughs> there it is right there. Listen, he's not the worst. He's definitely not the best. Just let him be. Yeah. He's He'll like... ignore you eventually. <laughs> I love it. He might jump on you when you first walk in. <laughs> Just ignore him, please. <laughs> Jake has assigned the rest of his pack to be babysat by Sam in the meantime. And Jacob really wants to go with them as well but he's here for Renesmee of course so Bella tells us that they've replayed Renesmee's bewitchment um, at least a half a dozen times by now because uh, luckily everyone has been pretty successful in their vampire search and so they've had a steady income of new vampires over at the house the first ones that came after the Denali's were Peter and Charlotte who Alice and Jasper were able to find but they just went. Jasper was like, howdy. Alice was like, you guys got to go to my house. Bye. And they were like, okay. I, everybody does everything Alice tells them mm-hmm. to do. Yep. I trust you. Mm-hmm. So they come over and they're like, uh, Alice sent us. And that's all we know. We learned that neither of them are familiar with immortal children intimately. That was a gross way to say that. <laughs> You can choose a different way. Neither of them had ever met an immortal child before. Uh, so even though they knew that you're not supposed to make them, they don't have like a like anything in their past that would make them react the way the Denali clan did. And they're curious about Renesmee, so they let her do the palm touch. And now they're under her spell as well. Everybody loves this witch baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carlisle found some friends to send over from both Ireland and Egypt. Uh, the Irish clan comes first. And Bella says that they were surprisingly easy co- to convince. Not surprising when you learn about them, though. Right. Um. So the head of this clan is Siobhan. Bella... <laughs> describes her the way that Bella describes everybody in this chapter it's it got to the point where I just had to write stop yeah Bella I I highlighted none of the descriptions (laughs) it's really obnoxious I I like the initial description of Siobhan though which is just a woman of immense presence yeah I love that that's a good one Bella Mm -hmm. very good so she's a leader that's all we need to know yes okay (laughs) Siobhan is with um someone named Liam and both of them are willing to do whatever the newest member of their clan Maggie says because Maggie's power is to know when she's being lied to so Edward tells them their story. Maggie says, yep, he's good. And so everyone's just like, okay, time for our mm. uh, spell casting to happen. Uh, what I wouldn't give for that power. Right. 
Amen is one of the Egyptian vampires who comes over and he brings with him Benjamin and Tia who all get convinced by Renesmee but Amen doesn't want her to touch him so he's just like <laughs> same oh like we be- I don't need I'm good <laughs> I'll stay here though because you know <laughs> we trust Carlisle <laughs> Like, you guys can have a witch. It's fine. I don't want her to touch me. Right. And he was kind of iffy, but Benjamin was like, listen up. If you leave, (laughs) we're done. And Amon's like, you are the avatar and uh, I'm going to stay wherever you go. Like, it's it's not a problem. Nobody's going to leave Benjamin because he is the avatar. But like, also... Benjamin's real um, loose and free with his ultimatums, which is like, that would immediately turn me off. Like, I'd be like, no, I I can't live with somebody who's constantly just ultimatuming me. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. No, yeah, I feel that. But he's kind of like, okay, so here's what I want to know about Amun, Amun and Tia and Benjamin. Like, are Amun and Tia super close? And Benjamin's kind of like, their buddy or like because that's the only reason I can think of that Amon would put up with Benjamin's hit like I I just feel like I like Benjamin but he seems really kind of like angry young man type of thing that would just drive me up the wall so from what I've gathered from like this little paragraph and the next page is that Amon is with Kebby. Okay, yeah. And I looked up the pronunciation for Kebby, and it was different depending on where you live. So oh. I am going to just assume any pronunciation is the right one, depending on who is listening to me. Oh. So, oh, and then it says Tia that. is Benjamin's mate. And then Amon created Benjamin because he wanted him to be a fighter for him. But it just turns out that Benjamin doesn't give a fuck what he <laughs> wants, and he's like, "Listen, weird dude, I'll stay with you," but like. You got to let me do whatever I want. And so Almond's like, well, you're like the most powerful vampire I've ever met. So I guess I have to do what you say if I want to stay in your good graces. It's an interesting story. And I'm going to raise my hand and anybody else can also if they want to know the whole story, like a whole fleshed out book about these guys. Me. Yeah, definitely. And Almond doesn't let Kebby touch Renesmee either. He's <laughs> like, no, <laughs> we're, we're okay. We're just here because Benjamin insists it. Bella describes Benjamin as having some kind of invisible magnetism that makes people dependent on him, which is interesting. But Edward, when Bella tells him this, says that's not quite it. It's that his gift is so singular that Amon is terrified of losing him. Um, And he's been trying to keep him from Aro's knowledge up to this point. And so he's actually a little bit unhappy introducing benjamin to all of us because there's no way it's going to be kept a secret yeah everybody's anymore this guy's amazing yes and bella asks what he can do edward says that he can influence the elements um like actually it's not you don't he doesn't make you think that you're on fire you can actually be on fire um same thing with earth and wind and water um and that he's still experimenting with it, and Amon is trying to force him to be a weapon, <laughs> but Benjamin will not be used. Yeah. And Bella's like, you have a crush. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you, Bella? <laughs> 
But Edward likes that Benjamin has a very clear sense of what is right and what is wrong. <laughs> very Edward. And Edward thinks that is refreshing and cool. <laughs> oh, Edward, you dork. <laughs> so while Amin and Kebby keep to themselves, Benjamin and Tia are becoming friends with everybody who is there. And they're just hoping that when Carlisle shows up, Amin will chill out. A little bit. Uh, so now we get to the people that Emma and Rosalie have found, which first is Garrett. Uh, he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Bella's like, wow, he likes adventures. <laughs> he's like, Indiana Jones up in here. Yeah. <laughs> Bella's like, I, I think we could have told him anything and he would have been down for it. Like he just has the... The, he's the kind of guy who is down for an experience. He loves the cousins. He is very interested about learning about their animals only thing. And then they also get um, another two people who are friends already, but they didn't come together, whose names are Mary and Randall. They too listen to Renesme and they decide to stay. They start also brainstorming things that they could do in case the Volturi don't listen to reason and all three of the these uh, nomads are leaning towards still standing with the colons and fighting um jacob of course is grumpy every time a new vampire shows up and he just kind of like hangs out in the corner and talks to renesme about how someone needs to give him an index of all these bloodsuckers if any more of them show up which stephanie has nicely given to him at the back of the book she's like fine jacob here you go <laughs> luckily carlisle and esme do come home just one week later emma and rosalie are just a few days behind them and everyone feels better having the whole family back <laughs> carlisle does have one more person with him when he arrives um their name is alistair they're an english vampire Alistair thinks that um, Carlisle is his bestie, but Carlisle's like, you're not my bestie, but it's okay. <laughs> and Alistair's like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. It's totally fine with me. <laughs> uh, Carlisle had to do a lot of persuading to get Alistair to come. And Alistair doesn't have any want to talk to any of these other vampires. He is there solely for Carlisle. And so Carlisle tells him about Renesme, and he's like, okay, I believe you. I'm also not letting the weird <laughs> kid touch me. Uh, Edward tells Carlisle later that Alistair is scared to be there, but he is more afraid of not knowing what will happen um, because he is naturally suspicious of the Volturi, and so he wants to know exactly what goes down here to see if he his suspicions are correct. <laughs> Um, he talks to himself and so they overhear him being like, well, of course now they'll know that I was here. <laughs> There's no way to keep it from Arrow at this point. I'm going to be on the run for centuries. <laughs> All of these people will be on their list. Some way to treat your friends. <laughs> I love him. Love him. Mm -hmm. Narrator Bella is like, well, yeah, that's probably true. Everybody here is going to have to be cautious of the Volturi from here on out. Um, but at least Alistair has an advantage on that because he is a tracker, uh, but his gift works a little bit different than Dimitri's and it's not as strong, obviously, or he would probably be a member of the Volturi. <laughs> 
Um, the way his works is he feels a pull towards whatever he wants. And so he can also use that in the opposite direction in which if he is like, I really want Dimitri to find me, he'll know to go in the way that his gift is not telling him to go. And then randomly they get some more visitors and it's a surprise because no one was actually able to find these people or get in touch with them. And these are the Amazons. (laughs) Uh, So they show up and they're like, hey, Carlisle. And Bella looks at them and she goes, they are very tall. (laughs) (laughs) That was the only thing I could focus on, too, when we were learning about them. Right. They're so tall. So tall. Um. And Bella is immediately kind of hesitant around these vampires. Um, The way she describes them is they are only wearing like animal skins, just like their presence feels more wild to them. And she says that they were the most uncivilized vampires that she's met, (laughs) which if you listen to our bonus note on our Patreon, we learned that these guys literally just don't interact with anyone. <laughs> uh, but somehow, I guess Carlisle was wandering the rainforest one time and they're like, he's kind of cute. Let's <laughs> go talk to him, I guess. They're really just jocks. Yeah. <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> and then we learned that Alice had sent them. And they're like, okay, so Alice was in South America interesting did she go just because she knew we we wouldn't be able to find them or is she like there for a reason and just happened to come across them uh, so Carlisle greets them it is Zafrina and Senna who are here but Kachiri is missing and Kachiri is another name that I looked up and it had so many different pronunciations mm-hmm. um that I'm just going with Kachiri because that's what I see when I read it. <laughs> That's what I see too. Perfect. Carlisle is surprised that Kachiri is there because he's never seen them missing another one. That's always the three of them together. And Zephrina says that Alice told them that they need to separate um, and that it's uncomfortable to be away from each other. But Alice needed Kachiri with her and she sent us here and that Alice was in a great hurry. And that's all she told them. Uh, so then, of course, Bella brings out and They listen to their story. They let Renesmee touch them. And, of course, are bewitched like everyone else who touches Renesmee. <laughs> and Bella's like, these vampires move really like quickly and jerkily because they've never had to train themselves to blend in with humans. And that makes Bella a little bit nervous having them around Renesmee. Um, little does she know they're going to be besties. Oh, yeah. They're glad to at least have a little bit of knowledge about what Alice is up to. Obviously, she's doing something, but... Yeah, she's helping. I still don't know. And she's sending people. She did not abandon them. Mm-hmm. Take heart, Collins. Yeah. <laughs> Edward loves that the Amazons are here because Zafrina has a really cool gift. Edward thinks that... While it could be a very dangerous, like, offensive weapon, it can also just be used to kind of throw the Volturi off. Um, even if they decide not to fight, they could still be helpful, getting them to pause and listen longer than they would otherwise. So Edward is telling Bella about her gift. He says her gift is illusion. Um, I love how... He's just like cutely excited about her gift. He thinks it's the coolest thing he's ever seen. Yeah. Zephrina is interested that her power doesn't work on Bella. Um, Again, she's never had 
she's never met another person who her gift doesn't work on. And so she kind of shows Edward how her gift works. And Bella just watches Edward's eyes kind of like unfocus. And he just kind of has this little smile on his face. (laughs) And he's like, this is so cool. Like, if I didn't know better, I would think I was actually in the middle of a rainforest right now. Except for the fact that I can feel Bella here, even though I can't see her. That is so creepy that he's literally got his arms around her and she's not in the vision. Yeah. That's like, it's weird. Very scary. (laughs) Zephyrina takes the illusion away and Edward is just like, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) And Renesmee is listening to this and she's like, what? What?" And she goes, can I see? And Zephyrina says, yeah, what do you want to see? And she asks for the same thing she showed Edward. And so Zephyrina does it and Bella watches as Renesmee's eyes unfocus. I would not like that as a mother. Uh Thank you very much. Uh, Renesmee loves it and she's like, give me more. (laughs) And after that, Renesmee just makes Zephyrina play pretty pictures (laughs) with her and show her different places. Fun game. Bella, like you, is worried because she is absolutely (laughs) certain that Zephyrina could show Renesmee absolutely horrifying things. Um, But Renesmee will always come back and show Bella what she saw. And for the most part, it's just probably landscapes. Yeah, no, 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 for real, for real, for real. But there's like that fear of like, what is this grown person telling my child? I always get worried about that just as like a paranoid mom of I have to remind my kids like, okay, so (laughs) for example, like if, if you're in an acting group, and they say things like, we're a family here. You have to recognize that that's just something they say. That's not actually your family because people can use that against your children. And so it's like this could be used against your child to show you things that aren't real. And they might think it's real because they're kids and they're dumb and they don't know. Right. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Luckily, Bella has Edward, who I'm sure can hear Renesmee's yeah. you know, reactions to everything she's seeing. And he trusts her so Luckily, I know. It's I wish. I wish I had an Edward. Yeah, comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Bella, even though she doesn't like it, she's happy that Zafrina is keeping Renesmee entertained because she has a lot to learn. <laughs> because she both wants to learn how to fight, and now she is interested in learning what she can do with her shielding ability. So she did talk Edward into teaching her how to fight, <laughs> and it doesn't go well. No, it's really bad because Edward won't commit he won't he cannot he pins her down and then immediately gets <laughs> off her and statues in the meadow again of course and Bella's like what's wrong and he's like I, I can't do this and she's like what do you mean you can't we just did it and he doesn't answer her and she says I can't get any better at this if you don't help me and he doesn't say anything again and so she knocks him to the ground and is like I win and he just is there and she's like Edward what is wrong and then he doesn't talk Uh, for a full minute which for vampires is like three hours so long and he goes I just can't bear it Uh, Emmett and Rosalie know as much as I do Tanya and Eliezer probably know more just ask someone else think of it though he's right the last time he hurt her they broke up for six months. It's true, yeah. And it was terrible. <laughs> like, he, this is not an okay, 
he doesn't need to be in this situation this position it's too much for him mm-hmm. and she's got lots of other people who want to help her yeah he's right i yeah. agree with edward totally about this yeah but bella's like but you're good at this and he's like i can't look at you like a target like it's yeah. it's too much for me um we there's so little time that the difference between who teaches you the basic skills is not going to matter at all uh you just have to find someone else bella Brings it up a lot, but Edward doesn't change his stance. Nope. So she's like, fine, Emmett, will you come help me? And Emmett's like, hell yeah, I will. <laughs> Edward makes a shirt that just says, find another teacher. And every time she starts, he just opens up his jacket. <laughs> He's like, find another teacher. Yep. Yeah. Emmett's like, I'm your teacher, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Bella uh, tells us that. Unfortunately, Emmett is using this as a way to get back at her for all of their arm wrestling matches that he lost. And that had she been human, she would be entirely bruised. I love it. Emmett's doing his job. Yeah, he's and and that's the thing about Emmett is he knows that Bella is a vampire now and he knows like it doesn't matter what yes. he does to her, it's not gonna hurt her, where Edward still probably just is mm-hmm. afraid. To She'll touch. always be the Bella that yeah the Bella that he first met yep Mm -hmm. a lot of people uh, come and watch and give suggestions and things like that Garrett (laughs) you know helps and he's a good teacher as Bella gets to know Garrett more she's like he's really sociable and he gets along really well with everybody here like it's interesting that he's never found a coven even Zafrina gets in on the Bella teaching. <laughs> she actually learns a lot from Zafrina in their one one lesson, but Bella is um, scared of her. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a foot taller than Bella for one thing. <laughs> so Bella catches us up and says even though she's learning a lot, she still has a very basic understanding of fighting and she doesn't know how long she would last or if it would be enough to help. So every minute that she's not with Renesmee or learning to fight, she is with Kate trying to learn how to control her shield. And (laughs) the way they've decided to do this is Edward stands there with Kate's (laughs) finger on his arm and she just zaps him like every three minutes (laughs) while Bella like tries to figure out how to protect him. Sometimes Bella can do it for like a second But then she says it kind of like snaps back to her. She can't figure out how to get a hold on it to learn how to make it move. (laughs) You know, just in the same way that Edward will never see Bella as anything other than a human, a bubble. She, this isn't working because she's like, Edward is invincible. And that's the way she's always seen him. This isn't, yeah, this is not effective. Yeah. I love it. It's so cool. Yeah, I mean... Kate says that she's doing her like low setting (laughs) of the zaps and so Edward's just kind of like grimacing but between every zap he's like you're doing great Bella (laughs) these guys (laughs) like he's not actually in danger and so Bella's they're they're concern is activated yeah they're a good couple but for something like this kind of growth (laughs) they need more of a they need a different a motivation yes 
Um, Bella says that they work for hours at a time and she feels like she should be like sweating for how much work it feels like she's putting in. But of course, her perfect body doesn't sweat anymore. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Bella. <laughs> Bella hates this. She wishes that they could use Zafrina's talent instead because then Edward would just have to say when he gets his vision back. Uh, but they, Kate says that that is not going to be enough motivation. And so that's why they're doing the shocking. And Edward is so proud of Bella because even though Bella's like, I can barely do anything, Edward's like, but that's more than we've ever even known you could do. And so they're doing it again. And Bella is able to shield one of the zaps. And Kate's like, that's good because I actually didn't do that one very low. <laughs> uh, so she does it again, but Bella doesn't block. Edward gets zapped. Kate's like, I can tell that she's got a lot here and we're just barely beginning to like figure it out but I know she can do better she's just lacking incentive and Bella's like what do you mean I'm lacking incentive you're <laughs> zapping my husband here in this our meadow I don't know where they are uh, <laughs> but everybody who's like around and watches this happen are all like kind of start talking amongst themselves Kate has an idea which Edward starts to like tell her don't do it and then he stops and um, because Kate has gone over and grabbed Renesme <laughs> and asks Renesme if she wants to come and help Bella and Bella's like how very dare you how very indeed so yeah she brings her right over and <laughs> everybody comes in closer to watch this uh, she gives Renesmee to Bella, and Bella's like, this is not going to happen. But Renesmee's like, I want to help. And Bella's like, no. And then Kate starts walking towards Bella, and she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> she puts Renesmee on her back. She keeps backing up. And she's like, Kate really doesn't understand how far past my boundary she has already gone. <laughs> and... uh. Bella gets real mad. Uh, so mad that she's starting to see red. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she says that she can now feel her shield a lot better. And she realizes that she was visualizing it the wrong way. And that it's not so much as like a, a band she needs to stretch as a layer that she just kind of needs to expand away from her. Can I just real fast? She goes... The strength I usually worked to keep restrained flowed through my muscles and I knew I could crush her into diamond hard rubble if she pushed me to it. But by all means, teach me how to fight. <laughs> Come on, Bella. Just get this like rage going. Yep. So she is able to um, pull Renesme into her shield and Kate keeps moving closer towards her and Edward's like, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Even with that baby on her back, she kill you. Yeah. Uh, so Kate gets one step closer and then she turns towards Edward and Bella's like, my time to kill. But Kate says to Edward, can you hear Nessie's thoughts? And he goes, nope, not at all. Now please back away from Bella. <laughs> she, you surely pissed her off. Kate rightly, though, says we don't have time to do this gently, Edward. We have to push her. We only have a few weeks. And Edward is to like, back off a minute, though. And Kate's like, okay. And so then Renesmee touches Bella and shows her that 
Edward knew what was happening the whole time and that Kate wasn't actually going to hurt her. Uh, But Bella doesn't care. She still is seeing red and wants to attack. So she still has Renesmee in her shield and she's like, okay, Kate, let's go again. And she pushes her shield out to bubble Edward. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Uh, So she goes over, she taps Edward. He doesn't feel anything. She tries it again and again and again. And Bella is able to hold that shield in place. Interesting that Kate can physically touch Edward and he's still protected. Like she must have the shield perfectly like on Edward's skin, kind of. I don't know. The way I've always pictured it is is it's kind of a nebulous bubble, like you said. Mm -hmm. But it's like it's only protecting Edward because when Kate touches Edward, nothing. Touch. Wouldn't Kate be like penetrating the bubble? Or is it just that shieldy? Well, uh, well, uh, the weirdest thing about it is you would think it would be more of a mind to mind connection. Sure, sure, sure. But it's it isn't. It's it's described as interesting as a bubble or like a fabric that w- could rip or tear but it doesn't yeah so I just always pictured it like like I'm gonna surround you with my bubble mm-hmm. but Kate I just feel like if you enter that bubble you should be able to penetrate it but I guess you can't yeah it's just that interesting of a cool so maybe it is just mind maybe mind to mind. Bella has to like visualize it yeah so Bella has <laughs> to, to have it, a, but... a bubble vision but it's really just a mind to mind yeah okay okay because I believe, because like she kind of, yeah, she describes it as going from like the closest person to the closest person to the closest person. But I think once she understands it more, she'll understand that she can just like pinpoint people boom, boom, boom. and not have to like grow it out from herself. Yeah. But I mean. She's just learning. Maybe we'll never know. Maybe it's we new. will. <laughs> so then Safrina tries her power. Um, It doesn't work on Edward or Renesmee. And... Um, now that Bella is calming down, it's taking her a lot more work to keep her shield intact. So then Safrina's like, nobody panic, um, but I want to see how far Bella can push this. And so what she does is she just removes everyone's sight completely. And everybody is a little <laughs> startled by this. You can't just say, don't panic. And then, and then do it. everyone. <laughs> I think they'll still panic a little. Um, so she says, raise your hand when you get your sight back. Bella, see how many people you can shield. And so she, Kate is the closest um, to them, but she's about 10 feet away from Edward. It takes a lot of work for her like to re- push it out, but she... Says that inch by inch she can do it. She gets Kate in and Kate raises her hand. And Edward thinks this is so cool. And he describes her shield as like one way glass because he can read everyone's mind. But he can't. But obviously like Sabrina can't reach him. And he couldn't hear Renesmee when he was outside of the shield. But he can now. And I just I couldn't stop thinking about this earlier. Was that like. We learn about this later. This is like confirmed later. But Bella can push her shield out enough towards Edward that he eventually can like hear her thoughts. But I'm like, why can't he now? Like, is he just not noticing it? Or is she just like too preoccupied with like, "Mm," (laughs) like the push? (laughs) I think that's like an advanced. Okay. okay. So she has to like. Because I think that she is still blocking herself. Oh, yeah. It's almost like it's multi-layered, so she's able to include people in it, but she's still, at her core, 
like shielding herself right. the most. That and that makes sense. Yeah. From so what I don't Bella think it's until she's she able to like completely <gasps> remove the shield from herself that she can I'm gonna cry. I just got yeah. chills about that. Yeah, because I was thinking about that too, but I'm like I mean, even knowing Bella, these are all people that she doesn't know. Like sure. it makes sense that she isn't entirely sure, comfortable sure. to mm-hmm. completely let it go. Ah. That's really awesome to think about. Yeah. So Edward's going off on this whole realization that <laughs> he's, he's thinking having. what I'm thinking. Yes. He's like, wait a minute. How could? What a But Bella's like, okay, this. I'm gonna try and get Garrett, and she starts to work on it. But Safrina like talks. She says like, very good, Bella. And I mean, that would startle anyone to be called. <laughs> you know, such a compliment from Safrina. I mean, honestly. <laughs> Um, but Bella kind of loses it and it snaps back to only herself. And then um, she notices that she accidentally unbubbled Renesme, who is like startled by the fact that she can't see anything. <laughs> um, so she is able to move it around Renesme again. Um, Bella asks for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, okay, okay. Garrett goes over to Kate and he's like, you know, walking over all tall, like Bella says. <laughs> Edward's like, Garrett, um, I wouldn't do that if I were you. But he's like, it's fine. Um, Kate, they say that you can put a vampire flat on his back. And she goes, yeah. What about it? Are you curious? And he goes, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. I think you might be exaggerating the flirting that's happening here. Right in the middle of the training session? Good grief. She goes, I don't know, maybe. Uh, Maybe it only works on weak people. I don't know. You look pretty strong, though. Do you want to try? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) He is adventurous. So she lifts her hand up to him. He just, like, reaches out, sticks his finger on her palm, (laughs) and falls to the ground. Um, (laughs) He smacks his head on the rock. (laughs) And Bella's like, holy shit. (laughs) That's crazy. And Edward's like, I told you. And it takes him a minute to get up, and then he comes over, and he's like, wow. And she's like, did you like it? And he's like, I don't know, but that was definitely something. these guys right here in front of the baby. Right. (laughs) And then uh, there's some commotion in the front yard, and they can hear Carlisle asking someone if Alice sent them. And Bella's like, who the heck else does Carlisle know? Edward immediately runs to Carlisle. Bella has to stay behind a little bit with Renesme, but she also goes into the house. And she hears someone respond to Carlisle and say, no one sent us. And she's like, that sounds like those ancient people, Aro and Caius. And she freezes inside of the kitchen. Pretty much everyone else has gone into the front room to see who is here, but nobody's making any noise. Uh, Carlisle asks what brings them here and another uh, person answers that word travels we heard hints that the Volturi were moving against you there were whispers that you would not stand alone obviously the whispers were true this is an impressive gathering okay we've got some people from the other side all right Carlisle's like well we're not challenged challenging the Volturi first of all there's been a misunderstanding um these are just witnesses we were just looking for the Volturi to listen and then I really wish Cherish were here to deliver <laughs> these next lines and unfortunately they're just slightly different from the movie but uh 
the first one responds back, we don't care what they say you did, and we don't care if you broke the law. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They tell Carlisle, we've been waiting a millennium and a half for the Italian scum to be challenged. If there is any chance they will fall, we will be here to see it. And the other person says, or even to help defeat them. And Bella's like, these guys are so weird that if I didn't know better, I'd think it was the same person talking. (laughs) So then Edward's like, Bella, bring in Renesme. (laughs) And Bella's like, well, at least there's a bunch of vampires in there who will also help to protect Renesme. And so she goes. It's like a mini test. Yeah. (laughs) She uh, takes her in. And she describes the two vampires that are here as short and slight. Oh, good grief. (laughs) (laughs) One has very dark hair. One has very light hair. And she says that they have the same powdery look to them as Aro does. (laughs) They literally just powdered their skin. Okay. These guys are into a look. look. (laughs) The one guy has dyed his hair gray. These are, they're (laughs) such millennials, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so upon seeing Renesme, the one with the dark hair goes, Ooh, Carlisle, you have been naughty, haven't you? <laughs> and uh, we finally get a name for this one because Carlisle says she's not what you think, Stefan. And he goes, We don't care either way, as we said before. And so Carlisle says, Well, you guys are welcome to observe, but it's definitely not our plan to challenge the Volturi, as we said before. And they respond, then we'll just cross our fingers and hope we get lucky. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I wish that Professor Snape was this cool. He could be. He could have been, you know. Right. He had the chance. <laughs> With everybody here and accounted for, they have 17 witnesses. That's so many. They were able to get quite a few people over here. And Bella says, that aside from the Volturi, it was probably the largest friendly gathering of mature vampires in immortal history. What a funny sentence. <laughs> Everyone's starting to feel a little bit more hopeful. After all, if Renee had won over Renee, if Renesme had won over so many people in such a short time, then the Volturi would only need to listen for just a second. Um, the two Romanians who showed up. Uh, also do not want to touch Renesme, but they're fine with her. And they're also kind of interested in this whole thing that's happening with the werewolves. (laughs) Um, They just watched as Bella practices her shield talents, would watch Edward respond to things that people didn't ask out loud. They would watch Benjamin using his powers and their eyes glowed with their fierce hope that the Volturi had finally met their match. We did not hope for the same things, but we all hoped. Whoa. End of chapter. End of chapter. Oh my gosh. Rachel in the comments uh, on our on our chat mentioned that Bella, when she talks about her perfect body, is a Bella brag. And it's been so long since we had a Bella brag. I'm glad oh, yeah. to have one again. We used to get like three Bella brags a chapter <laughs> back in the day. Bella brag. I'm just not on the lookout for them. So I need to get back on that because it really helps her, you know? Yeah. She <laughs> likes to feel that she's doing good. I love me some Bella brags. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. I can't even think of anything else to say. Oh, shoot. No, that's okay. I thought there was something else I wanted to say about this chapter, but I think that's good. I'll tell you guys this. The next chapter starts with the word Charlie. <gasps> Charlie. So that's going to be fun. Oh, the chief. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for joining us here in the chat, those who came. And um, thanks for all your support always, everybody. Emily and I are going to go record our Patreon-only episode. So come join the Patreon if you want to listen to that. And remember, just because someone's your bestie doesn't mean you're their bestie. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's probably the best remember. <laughs> You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberTwilightPodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.